Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you? You know what? I might be ready for another lockdown. Kidding. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just. Too soon. Way too, too soon. Just, sorry. Um, Melbourne, we're so excited you're out. Welcome. But um, I definitely have overdone it, Sophie. There's no other way to put it. I've overbooked myself. I've been too strong out of the gates. I need a lie down. <laughs> just a quiet night in. Quiet just, night in. Just a little lie down by myself in a quiet room <laughs> with no stimulation. How about you? Yes, I have not overdone it yet. I've been visiting my mom and dad, so I haven't partied to the extent that I'm very willing to party at, but I feel like (laughs) this week is my week. (laughs) Okay, look, I'll take a break. I'll take a moment. I'll refresh myself so that you and I can hit the town. Thank God. Just just you and me. We'll do it. And, you know, I was looking back through the archives today and this is our longest season yet. We are on episode 13 of season five, a season we launched on March 1st of this year, which is a long time ago. Who who were we in March? Like who? I don't know who I was. Who is that girl? (laughs) Completely different. Completely different. Like our longest season before this was eight episodes. This is 13. This is 13. Um, I hope no one's sick of us. I feel like if you you are. are. Yeah, sorry. But uh, I feel like we can't stop now. Like it's downhill until Christmas when it's not going to stop. We're going to keep going. And then, you know, maybe you'll see us in 2024. (laughs) We'll take a break. A long break. We'll refuel. We'll come back in five years' time with another season. (laughs) Yes, no, definitely won't be doing that. But I did want to shout out to our Christmas gift guide, which is launching in November, which is, holy crap, like next week. I know. Yeah, and only like three till our Bloody Christmas gift guide. It is so exciting. Um, It's only going to be available to paid subscribers this year. So that's for our newsletter. So make sure you subscribe. It's only $5 a month and your first month is donated to charity. In October, it's all going to the Rainforest Fall Foundation, which helps buy back unprotected sections of the Dane tree to keep it safe from redevelopment. And sign up, folks, highlyenthused.substack.com. Who knows how many Christmas gifts we're going to have recommended this year. Last year it was 61. Maybe it'll be 62 this time. Maybe 63. (laughs) We might go up to 65, a nice round number. We don't know yet. Stay tuned. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, But let's get into it. What are we eating? Shall I go first? You go first. It's your time to shine. Go. Okay. So I made a pisciladier otherwise known on the Gourmet Traveler website as a caramelised onion, anchovy and olive tart. Is that how you say it? I have never heard that word pronounced, but sounds right. Well, let's go with I that. I think so. <laughs> it's very fun to say, but honestly, this is an extremely highly enthused recipe and I can't believe neither of us had made it yet. Um, Talk me through it. The anchovies, the olives, the sweetness, the pastry – It's a really good long weekend lunch recipe. Like when you have the luxury of time to caramelize three entire sliced onions over the stove for Mm. over an hour, (laughs) Um, this is not a (laughs) a quick whip up of a dish. 
they go sweet and sticky and really deeply brown and you add a little red wine vinegar and brown sugar to get a little bit of sourness in there and a little bit more stickiness you add a whole bunch of garlic Mm. and thyme and gt has a short crust pastry recipe in their link um which you should definitely do if you can be bothered but for us where time is bound by naps um <laughs> and you, or you just can't be fucked i would just use pro- frozen puff pastry like no need to you're already fucking stirring these onions for an hour like no need to make your own pastry here so once the onion is all like yeah super dark and sticky and delicious you kind of just spread it over the pastry leave a little bit around the edges to kind of roll up the pastry to make a a barrier (laughs) um (laughs) then like as elegantly as you can but it really does not matter drape an entire can's worth of anchovies in kind of like a crisscross pattern over the bed of onions that you've laid and then you just dot pitted black olives over it in like a nice pattern because we want to make things nice we want to make things nice (laughs) and then you just bake it until it's crisp and golden the pastry is all is all cooked through snip some fresh chives over the top and then just like whack a salad together and you're in France (laughs) pretty much Um, look I'll I'm coming over I want this I want to eat this so badly it's so yum and you just feel so like Mother Stewarty, when you make it, when you make a pastry tart, it's like how elegant. I should be playing bridge or something after this. <laughs> a little sherry before I head to a bed. A little sherry. I I think it's just good to acknowledge that you cannot caramelize onions in less than an hour. Like any recipe that tells you caramelize onions is twenty minutes is lying to you. They're just lying to you. It has to be an hour. There is no other way to get them that. I don't brown. actually think I have ever caramelized onions before. Um, so I was not aware that it took so long, but it really does. It takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like more, it's an hour and 15, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to be honest. And you keep looking and you're like, surely it's almost done. And you're like, no. And not like it needs another minute. Like it needs another 15 to 20. Like this isn't, this isn't close. It's really good. But it makes such a difference. Yeah. I, so I use the gourmet traveler recipe, as I said, but there are heaps on the internet. I mean, you can riff on this, guys. You can do whatever you want. Um, as long as you have the sweet onions, the salty anchovies, the salty olives, and yeah, you're good. It's bloody good. I really recommend it. What about you, Sarah? What have you got? Well, I've also got a kind of springtime dish. Mm. I feel like these are both very spring appropriate. Um, I went to Harris Farm in the flesh for the first time in four months last weekend and I think I got a little bit high (laughs) like I think I got a contact high from being in a supermarket which is sad I don't know Um, but they had heaps of really amazing like spring seasonal vegetables including they had like zucchini flowers and artichokes and they had broad beans which I've never seen at Harris Farm before and they were like three dollars a kilo so I just like went wild and bought all of this stuff and I had no plans like no idea what I was going to do with it. I was booked in for dinners most nights of the week. And so I was like, I just have to start like eating it immediately and figuring out what to do. So I kind of came home and I spent a few hours like very luxuriously flipping through all my cookbooks, like just looking up Mm, ingredients in the index and then like seeing what to do with them, which is a really nice, I I find that very relaxing. I mean, I don't have kids or naps to deal with. So it's just like the luxury of time. So this is a riff on a Nigel Slater recipe. It's an arachetti with broad beans um, and ricotta, and I've added lemon zest and chili to Yum. it, a lot of um, and fresh mint. 
so it's it's a recipe from the, his cookbook, The Kitchen Diaries. Um, but I'll I'll write it out because it's super straightforward in the um, in the newsletter. Um, the fussiest part of this recipe is the prepping of the broad beans. So you have to kind of embrace the sort of menial nature because you have to like pop them out of the big green pods, um, and then you blanch them in boiling water for a few minutes, and then you have to like squeeze them out of their skins. So like. You're talking about probably like 30 to 40 minutes of like prep for this. It is not a fast and loose recipe, but once you've done that prep, it comes together in about 10 minutes. You just like put the water back on for pasta, soften some sliced garlic and olive oil, throw in chili flakes, lemon zest, broad beans, just kind of let them stew. You could throw a bit of water in there or white wine or whatever to just kind of like get it a little bit saucy and just like get the broad beans to soften. Um, And then you just dollop in ricotta yeah throw in the mint throw in the arachetti when it's cooked with a bit of the water and then a big squeeze of lemon juice and parmesan on top it was and yeah extra mint if you've got it and it's just so tasty that sounds so so light yeah ricotta and lemon is such a yum combo And then the broad beans are so sweet and they've got a really nice texture to them, like kind of soft but still with a like nice bite. Mm. So I just haven't really cooked with them before and they were amazing and it was such a nice sort of I put a podcast on and was just like podding beans in my sink <laughs> and I was like, oh, I feel like so old-fashioned right now. This is delightful. <laughs> I saw my friend Em doing the same thing, potting a bunch of broad beans on the weekend and she was like, I just feel so bad potting broad beans because they're just so snug in their little beds. Like it's so soft in there. It's so velvety. I'm like, yeah, that's true. It does look very comfortable inside that pod. I would like to sleep in there, please. So cozy. And then we squeeze them out and eat them. Sorry. But um, you could you could also do it. I think it would be nice even if you didn't do the pasta, if you did like a lemony ricotta and then just piled the broad beans on top, like on toast or whatever. Yeah. Like, you just want to get the broad beans, lemon ricotta combo and then do whatever you want with Yum. it. Okay, what have you read or what have you done this week? Have you listened, read, watched? What is it? I'm trying to tell from the script. Look, Soro, I tried to go one episode without talking about memoir, but today is not that day. (laughs) Today is not the day that I'm not talking about memoir, so I'm sorry. (laughs) But, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, I listened to Stanley Tucci's food memoir, Taste, last week. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. I mean, I have never been to a float tank, but I feel like the experience, <laughs> like the experience of floating in a sensory deprivation tank and the feeling of Stanley Tucci reading aloud to me about food have the same relaxation effect. Mm-hmm. His voice is just I can so soothing. It's so calming. It is so nice. People like really cottoned on to the Tucci effect this year, I feel like, after his cocktail making videos went viral. I think you might have spoken about that. Yeah. yeah. I bought some vermouth inspired right. by his Negroni making video. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think anyone knew like that he was that into food until very recently, but his parents are Italian, obviously Tucci, um, and he grew up ex- eating extremely well and food is just like core to his being you could say like more so than acting it seems um like acting is what he does but like food is who he is this guy and if you ever if you've ever seen that 1996 restaurant film big night which is an excellent excellent movie if you are looking for something to watch full-on recommend big night he actually directed it um yeah i didn't i didn't realize that too until i i was listening to his memoir but um it might paint some insight into how obsessed with food he is it's a really great film 
And, you know, aside from the lovely descriptions of lamb and zucchini pasta and seafood stew, which all have accompanying recipes, there are some kind of cool insights into his career through a food lens, like what the catering on film sets is like, which I had no idea really about. Um, That was really interesting. And, yeah, really fun little anecdotes. Like he always brings two espresso machines with him on set, like wherever he goes, which seems like a lot of uh, luggage. But um, he has one in his trailer and then one for the makeup trailer because the coffee is always so bad. He's like an espresso fiend and it was also really revealing in that i didn't realize he has recovered from tongue cancer only a little while oh, ago i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that either and you know obviously his cancer is like always terrible um specifically terrible for stanley because not only did his first wife pass away from a four-year battle with cancer but because of the treatment for his tumor in his tongue he had chemo he essentially could not eat like lost all taste um was fed through a stomach tube for, you know like six months oh. like horrendous for anyone but especially for someone which food is you know an essential life force and just the wellspring of pleasure <laughs> and purpose which it really is for him I did not know about that at all. So that was, yeah, really interesting to hear. Um, he's fully recovered now and has got his taste back and is eating normally now. Oh, thank God. Thank God for that. Um, anyway, you don't have to get the Audible, but you can buy the book, which actually might be good since you may want to cook from the recipes rather than just, like, commit them to memory <laughs> from him reading them to you. <laughs> Scribble them down as he reads them Exactly. <laughs> but um you know, if you need to just like check out of your brain for a second, or if you're planning a long drive over Christmas, let Stanley Tucci read delicious words to you. It is a very soothing experience and really delicious. The food is insane. It's so yum. Like the the stuff his mum cooked for him when he was growing up was so yummy, so yummy. Um, so that is called Taste by Stanley Tucci. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sarah? So mine is not a relaxing, <laughs> comforting, cosy read. Um, so th- I'm recommending a book again this week. I am on a book roll Yay. finally after months of being off off my reading game. So this is called The Weekend. It's by an Australian author named Charlotte Wood. Um, and the recommendation comes via uh, Jessica Stanley, who I follow on Instagram and also has an amazing newsletter called Read, Look, Think. So if you're looking for good book recommendations, she has incredible taste. Um, and she was raving about it, so I managed to get it um, online from my library. Now, Charlotte Wood, as I said, is Australian. She's written um, another book called The Natural Way of Things, mm. which came out a few years ago, which is like a very creepy, dystopian sort of novel with a feminist slant. It's excellent, but very, very different. So it's amazing just to kind of see the scope of her ability because it's like completely different styles of writing and, and different types of um stories um but this novel is quite small and it's like very deceptively simple in what it's attempting to do but is masterful in the way she actually executes it the premise is is it's about this group of three women who are all in their 70s um, and have been friends for decades um and the fourth member of their group has died the year previously from sort of an sort of specified illness and that fourth Sylvie, that member of the group, her partner has asked the other women to go up the coast. I think it's implied that it's like the northern beaches of Sydney, maybe like Avalon somewhere up there, um, to clean up and empty out and pack up the holiday house um, to get it ready to sell because she's gone back to the UK. So these three women who've been friends for years are going up to kind of pack this holiday home up. 
um, over Christmas and then and then they're going to go their separate ways and let it let it get sold. Um, so it's sort of a very simple premise. It literally follows them over like three days. But what unfolds is just one of the most incredible examples of like character studies that I've ever seen. And I was sort of reflecting on it. I was like, why was it so effective? Like what about it was so um so powerful. And I think what it is, is it's in the third person, but you switch between being inside or being able to hear the thoughts of each of the women in turn, like, and it kind of jumps back and forth between the three of them. So you see, and they've known each other for like decades, right? They've known each other for 40 years. And so they all know each other really, really well. Um, but you kind of see everyone through their own eyes when they're explaining their motives and their thoughts and their feelings. And then you see each of the other women through the eyes of like how everyone else sees them, if that mm. makes sense. So you're kind of, you're always hearing what they think of each other and what they think of themselves. And then you swap. Interesting. So you, you get these really incredible and it's, it's very simple and natural. And you don't really notice it. You're just kind of like bumping, like bopping between all the different women's and you're getting to know them. But it's just this, like, it ends up by the end of it. It's just so fascinating to think of like the ways in which your friends who know you so, so well, in some ways see you like much more clearly than you can see yourself, you know, they'll always have those insights, but they also, there are times when they're just as clouded by their own feelings and don't see you clearly, Mm. or you can sort of misinterpret people. Mm. I also thought it was fascinating and and very sad um, thinking about the way this like close knit group of friends, you know, these four women had really had this group dynamic that worked and they all balanced each other out and the sort of power dynamic was there. And then when one person dies, it kind of unmoors them and the whole group is kind of unbalanced and they don't quite know how to be together Mm. because they've got like this one person missing. So, I mean, it's not a happy book. It's a little bit depressing. It's quite unflinching and like what it's like to get older and for your body to sort of start betraying you and and to be really fighting against becoming irrelevant and like if you don't want the world to like not see you anymore. So it's 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 just incredible. And I also realized I just like really hadn't read much fiction from the perspective of older women. Mm. Like it's often about, you know, women in their 30s or middle age, but like someone who's, you know, you're you're not at the middle part of your life, you're in the end part of your life and like what that's like. Um, and it's also very uh, unflinching on what like grief is like and that feeling of grief and loss. But it was just brilliant. Like I just like read it super, super fast because I just didn't want to put it down. It was so, that so well great. Written. I definitely want to read that. Yeah, I think you'll really like it. And it's not a big book. Like you can read it quite quickly, but – by the end of it, you're kind of like, ooh, okay, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot to take yeah. in. Um, but really brilliant. And like one of those ones where you're like, how did you do this? It seems so simple, but like it had so much contained in there. Mm. <laughs> like so much was going on. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that is The Weekend by Charlotte Wood. Really good if you want to just like devour a book in the space of a weekend. Yep. That's appropriately named. <laughs> Nice. That sounds great. Okay, it's buying time. What have you purchased this week? Anything fun? Anything good? Done some fun shopping? Yes, I'm getting started on my Christmas shopping. Uh, well done. Uh, That's very good. Uh, yeah. But a little brand that we have been working with a bit at Buffet is Food for Everyone. I don't know if you've come across these yet, but I have. Yeah, they're Mm. so great. So founded by artist Gemma Leslie, who was based in Melbourne, but it's now in Brisbane. And it started last year in 2020. It's a collaboration kind of thing where Gem will paint a poster design that 
includes a recipe from a chef. They're all really limited edition and they've collaborated with the likes of like Julia Ostro's done one with her tiramisu recipe. Lennox Hasty from Sydney's Fire Door has done an amazing um, pippi recipe. Lisa Valmorbida from Pita Pippo Gelato. All the posters are like really graphic, really fun, really colourful. And 50% of sales go to a food bank charity. So they kind of release them in capsules or collections each time. Mm. Each one is is a different charity. And the latest poster is championing the Queen Victoria Market in Melbourne, which you have, if you've never been to, is an incredible oh, outdoor market. Um, and it's a fruit salad print with bananas and pineapples, grapes, watermelon. It's really colourful. It's great for kids but also for anyone. It's so, so cute. And 50% of sales of this one are going to the Queen Vic Market's food rescue partner, Second Bite. And the cool thing is that so the posters come in A3 or A2, so two different sizes. And rather than saying how much kind of money is donated they, they do a tally at the end of each collection, like how much is raised. And they raise a lot, 20, 26000 or so dollars each collection. Oh, wow. But each poster translates to a meal count of meals that is donated per poster. So the A2 poster provides 225 meals through second bite. Wow. And then the A3 poster provides 162 meals through second bite. So it's just amazing, like, how far this money goes. I think they start from, like, $65. They're just a beautiful gift. Like, I think, you know, gifting something like this is always comes with that edit, added extra of doing something good as well as something beautiful. Um, it just feels like such a cheat because you get to buy, like, this great piece of art. And I've seen them. The art's amazing. They have this really fun, almost, like, 70s, 80s retro Australian vibe. Yeah. Like, I really love the style of it. So you get this beautiful piece of work and you're like, and I also donated to charity. Yeah. But I also ben- – I, be- I benefited. It feels <laughs> but good. Other pe- like, it feels like magic. It feels like magic. <laughs> yeah, they've just released the Vic Market collection so i'm sure they won't last long but there's lots more to come as well in the works from this brand which is really exciting and i'm not gonna say who i bought it for but watch out people because one is coming to one of you out there keep your eyes peeled so check them out on instagram and on their website they are food for everyone very very cool what about you Zoro? cool mine's not as like good for the world but it's still really good it's not an item it is purchasing tickets to the close friends series at golden age cinema so we've definitely spoken about golden age before we actually had kate jinx um who was programming for them on the pod like a few years ago she came on and did a really awesome episode about her favorite winter movies but honestly it's still one of my absolute favorite places in Sydney Um, and they have this great new series that's starting in November which is around the concept of close friends which I think is a very post-lockdown like explore you know celebrating the joy of friendship with all the people we've missed so much in the last year Um, and so there are some really really amazing films in there they've got nine to five with Dolly Parton they've got gentlemen prefer blondes they have Romy and Michelle's high school reunion a classic Thelma and Louise um but I've actually bought two tickets 
to Girlfriends, which is a film that's directed by Claudia Weil um, and it isn't streaming anywhere um, and it's actually one that Kate mentioned on the podcast way back when we had her oh, on. cool. So it was made in like 1978, follows two best friends who live together and then sort of what happens when one of them gets married and moves out and that sort of awkward transition phase when your friendships go from kind of your most important primary relationships to sort of having to compete with more serious partners and new dynamics. Wow, mine is a very friendship-themed recommendations list this week. All about the female friendship, guys. I'm just really vibing the 70s at the moment, as you might remember my my disco recommendation. Um, So I also really want to watch it for style ideas. It just looks like there's some really great like trench coats and collars in there. But, nice. yeah, I just I, I just bought two tickets. I don't even know who I'm taking yet. So, guys, ap- apply now to be my date to see this movie. Me. Okay, I want to come. Me. <laughs> great. Done. <laughs> Booked. Um, so that one is screening on Sunday the 21st of November, and when I checked it still had quite a few seats available. But the series is screening for, like, the entirety of November. It's just awesome. such a good spot. Like, go. They have the Brett's. Comte de Jura chips that I talked about a while ago. They sell them there. Oh my god, they are trending so hard. I know because they're right like now. I talked to someone on Instagram. I still haven't oh tried my god, them. Sophie. Sophie. Anyway, no. I talked to someone on Instagram who'd had them and he's like, I didn't realize they put crack in the chips. I was like, Well, yeah, they're they're the most delicious things in the world. They're too they're too good. You can't buy one packet, you have to buy two. Anyway, so you can go and get a yeah. Brett's chip, a martini, a Messina Choc Top some popcorn, settle into the seats, watch a great movie from the 70s. Oh, God, I'm yeah. like salivating right now. I know. I need that it's whole It's going to be so good. <laughs> so that is our favourite little movie theatre, Golden Age. Um, yeah, buy some tickets. Go see a film, guys. Great. It's novel. <laughs> Do it. What time is it? <laughs> it is five. It's the okay we're gonna burn through this because i got nine minutes left of a nap um number one is simon johnson pecan brittle oh my god what the hell um (laughs) i am like a little peanut brittle addict it's so it is great so young but it's something that i never i'm an addict but i don't partake (laughs) like if i if i do i will eat the whole thing Um, it's so yum. So this is pecan. So the nuts are a little bit more like robust, which mm-hmm. makes the whole thing a bit softer. It's yeah. not going to like smash your teeth when you break it, when you bite into it. Yeah. Um, it comes in a bright pink and orange tin, which is fun. It's salty. It's sweet. It's just like a really nice present to take to someone's house for dinner mm-hmm. or just enjoy on the couch by yourself. And don't tell no. anyone. <laughs> you've eaten I ain't going to tell you what to do. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yum. You can buy it on Simon Johnson's website. You can buy it in Simon Johnson's store. You can buy it on drinks now as well. It's buy it everywhere. Just, you know, buy five. Why not? <laughs> Stuck up. <laughs> Number two is an Instagram account that is just so funny. And Scott actually found this and I was watching over his shoulder as he was watching some of these videos. So Sam Cotton is an Australian actor, but he's grown really popular recently on Instagram because he – He's a great animator. Um, he essentially places, like, draws animated faces and hats and things over everyday things like <laughs> seagulls, pigeons, vegetables, buildings, like random things he sees around town that are totally banal and just brings them to life in the most hilarious way. Like, you'll see, you know, a pigeon running after a seagull and the seagull's got a chip in its mouth, like they're fighting over this thing, and he'll turn it into 
a cop running after like a criminal um who's stolen something like it's just so funny or he's peeling an egg um over the sink and revealing like the skeleton of the egg underneath with animation and just the voices he gives to these items is so funny i cannot tell you how good this account is um so if you just need a little pick me up definitely check out sam cotton on instagram number three is a spread it's a condiment called tumami by a brand called by alice it's a spread of you know how like Mm. tomato paste is just that like really concentrated tomato flavor it's like super umami Mm. um super savory a bit sour so this is like just taken to like five levels above that with the addition of black garlic. Ooh. Do you ever heard of black yeah. garlic? It's just like really slow, slow fermented garlic. So over time, like months at a really low heat, oh, I assume months, maybe it's a few <laughs> days. I don't think so. We're not making any, so it's um, fine. <laughs> yeah, the garlic just becomes really sticky and soft and black and just heightened in flavor so that combined with the tomato paste is just like an umami bomb it's so good i have been putting it in my tomato pasta sauces in like bolognese ragu you can put it on toast with just like sliced tomato on top in a sandwich like a ham sandwich is Mm. really good or on a pizza like as your pizza sauce um, it's just so flavorful. Like anytime you're going to use tomato paste, just use this instead and it's like <laughs> crazy good. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting like a whack of almost like miso or anchovy or any of those like really rich, but it's yes. vegan, which is amazing. Yeah, it's vegan and it's not like it has a little bit of sweetness from the tomato. No, tomato. Like it's not as funky as miso. It's like a salt bun. Yeah, yeah, but it's really, really good. Number four is I just wanted to re-shout out to Diaspora Co. So listeners from season one will remember one of our first recommendations was this heirloom turmeric from this American company called Diaspora Co, which is sourcing spices directly from farmers in India and is completely cutting, cutting out the middleman, ultra fresh. Like you have never tasted spices like these. I I cannot stop telling people about this brand because it actually is amazing how how different it is. And I was like, oh, we should like check back in and see how many they have now. They have like 25 or something spices now. They just started with one. It's wild. They have so many. Incredible. Like she does these massive buying trips to India each year. She's now sourcing saffron, incredible black pepper, and a chai mix, like a chai powder, which I really, really want to try. Yeah, so if you haven't checked back in with that brand, I would 100% check it out. Like beautiful gifts and just I would just chuck out your whole spice mix or try and use them all up so you can redo it with all of these ones. Um, And you know what, Soro? I'm just going to finish off my fast five with something really boring but also very handy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading this now and I'm like, times have changed. Times have changed. My mom showed me this and I was like, whoa. So you know when you drink a lot of tea and out of a teacup or Mm -hmm. even coffee, like the inside, if you drink out of like ceramics or porcelain, just gets really stained with tea like no matter how you wash it Mm -hmm. how much you wash it you just cannot get like the tea stains out of your cups you just rub the inside with cooking salt and it just comes off like instantly (laughs) Uh i used to have i used to work with someone who drinks so much tea like cleaning tips with highly i know but like come on like we're all in our 30s that is good i didn't know that i didn't know it either I, i fucking love a cleaning tip i'm like oh something that's gonna like make something sparkle I'm into that. 
adding a little sparkle to your teacups. I used to have – I used to work with someone who drank so much tea. Like she would drink like over 10 cups a day and her coffee, her Whoa. teacup was just revoltingly stained. Like it was like – like oh, she washed it all the time but it was just brown on the inside. And you know what? wish I could just tell her. Just rub it with salt and it goes away. <laughs> Go back in time. Let her know. So drink fresh uh, this this summer, guys. Drink fresh. And if you have any more tipping, cleaning tips for me, please slide into my DMs. All right, you're up, Saru. What's up? All right, let's get this done. So my first one, my first meal out was at Dear St. Eloise, long time. Mm, good choice. Top 10 restaurant. Um, and I had, oh, my God, the anchovy pickle brioche toast. Um, Dear St. Eloise, I think it's a top five snack of all time. Yeah. It's so Why good. isn't this more pop? Like, why don't more people talk about this? Because it is such a good well, snack. I'm starting the conversation. Good. So if this is what this is about. Agenda setting. You get a agenda setting. <laughs> the anchovy pickle toast. I mean, those two words should really tell everyone exactly why I love it, anchovies and pickles. Um, but you've got this, like, crisp. And, you know, when they, like, this is what's fun about going to a fancy restaurant when they cut the bread like exactly into perfect rectangles. Like I'm not doing that at home. Thank you for doing it for me. And then each side is like really crunchy and buttery and fried. And then the inside is still fluffy. And then there's pickled cucumbers on top and just one perfect Cantabrian anchovy, few chives. It is crunchy and fluffy and buttery (laughs) and sharp and salty. It's just like you eat it in three bites and then you want to order like five more of them. So delicious. Go there, just have seven of these snacks. You will not be unhappy. It's it's the perfect snack. Brilliant. So that's the anchovy pickle toast at Dear St. Eloise. Get in there. Second recommendation is for a really sweet kind of I, – I view this film as like a really good like doldrums of late summer film, you know, like towards the end of summer where it's just been hot forever and like just sort of – you're sort of a bit tired and, you know, autumn's coming and you don't want it to end but it's been hot forever. Um, it's called Take This Waltz. Um, it was made in like 2011, so it's been around for quite a while, and it stars Michelle Williams and Seth Rogen, funnily enough. Um, she is a writer, a freelance writer, and she's on a trip for work, and she meets this very handsome man while she's on that trip, and they have this kind of immediate connection, but she's married to the character who's played by Seth Rogen, and she loves her husband and is like very devoted to him. But then the movie sort of this, she realises when she gets back to home which is in Toronto that she actually lives like across the road from the man that she ran like she met on the trip Um, and so the movie is just this kind of like slow motion of the two of them being like really attracted to each other but resisting but kind of falling in love she's like really torn because she like loves her husband but you know is in a long-term relationship that's not quite as like exciting or sexy or new Um, it's just like very sweet and a bit sad and funny and sexy and it's just like a very nice film for a Sunday afternoon and like Michelle Williams is just luminous in everything you know like I could watch her do anything and I'd enjoy it like she's such a wonderful actress Um, and she makes it like very charming and like you really you really like feel that that torn feeling of like the thing the person she loves and knows well and this like new feelings that she's having um I think I originally watched it was on SBS playback but now you can just rent that on iTunes or Google Play 
Definitely worth it. I've been bringing back the actual like hiring stuff, like renting stuff online rather than just scrolling endlessly. It's quite good. You actually like watch it instead of just like mindlessly scrolling your phone while the TV plays. I mean, I paid $20 to watch Annette on Prime the other day. Oh, my God. Do not recommend that movie. (laughs) That movie is terrible. Do not pay $20 to watch it. I was like, mm, Marion Cotillard, so, mm, Adam Driver, mm, this sounds awesome. And then we watched it and we were like, I would like no. my life back. <laughs> that was, and my money, <laughs> and my money. Anyway. I feel like that's our first anti-recommendation that we've done on Highly well, Enthused. Episode 13, anything could happen. <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time. Um, so speaking of cleaning teacups, I have a tea Ooh, to recommend. <laughs> so this is... A herbal tea. It's called Bengal Spice. It has a tiger on the box. It's by a company called Celestial Seasonings, who someone once told me was a cult, and I have not investigated that any further. So I'm sorry if this isn't an ethical purchase, but the tea is very delicious. Um, It's actually got chicory, um, cinnamon, vanilla, ginger, cloves. It is, as the name implies, very spicy and rich. And what I like about it is it doesn't have that kind of very thin taste that a lot of herbal tea mm, has. You know when you yep. like make it and it smells amazing and then you take a sip and you're like, mmm, water. <laughs> that is <laughs> how I consistently feel about herbal tea. But yeah. Yeah. This does not is not like that at all. And I think it's the chicory because it's like actually quite a um, sort of rich flavor. But if you put a little spoon of honey in this and a splash of oat milk, it's almost like a spiced chai-like dessert. Like it's delicious. Um, I just got a box of it at uh, Harris Farm. I think you can buy it online at like health food stores kind of thing. They have a few other brands like sleep. They do the sleepy time tea as well. Um, But I Bengal Spice is is my preferred jam in that range so pick that one up (laughs) um the next one is a recommendation for some post-lockdown dinner party conversation starters oh my god so that you can avoid just talking about vaccination rates and whether or not we should have home quarantine for international travel you know Mm -hmm. like let's just fuck that we've had that conversation 17 times a day for 14 weeks So this is an article that I read a number of years ago. Um, it's called 36 Questions That Lead to Love. The premise is a psychologist did a study um, on whether you can fast track and build intimacy through asking this series of questions that kind of increase in intensity and intimacy as you go along. And then in the experiment, they make you stare into the eyes of your conversation partner for like five mm. minutes, like uninterrupted. So I don't think you need to do this might get a bit weird at a dinner party to do that. Um, but the questions are great if you want to like throw something out there and see what people say. So for example, in the first set of questions, there's things like, you know, given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Do you have a secret hunch about the way you'll die? And oh. what is it? So they're kind of like interesting. Like, and one of the other ones I love is if you're having about to have a phone call, do you rehearse what you're going to say before you have the call? Like just really interesting kind of bizarre non-secretary sort of ones. Then the next one's like, is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? And then like in the final set, it's like, talk about your relationship with your mother. Or if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone and why haven't you told them oh yet? Oh my God, like, that is DNM territory. But that's when you're, when you're, when you've cracked the fourth bottle of wine, when the kids are well and truly in bed, you know, 
just let's get deep, guys. None of this like, what are you going to do on your first trip? No, tell me about your mother. Are you like telling people that you're you're cracking these out, or do you just like pepper them into conversation? They're like, so how are you, so If you're like, good. What's your relationship like with your mother? <laughs> oh well, during like mid lockdown, we would I used to throw them into my one of my group chats. I was like, come on, guys, I've got a question for you all. <laughs> Who would you invite over for dinner? Good strategy. Good strategy. <laughs> So that is the New York Times 36 questions that lead to love. If anyone's out there dating and you want to give this a whirl in a dating context, you know, report back. Happy to happy to hear about how that goes. Definitely. Um, and then my last one is for my favorite peanut butter brand. It is called Ridiculously Delicious Peanut Butter. <laughs> it's literally the name. That is the name of this peanut it butter. It is good. I I get the super chunky because I love a bit of texture. I buy it from either Maloney's or Harris Farm, the only two companies that get most of my money, and it is just really fucking delicious. <laughs> I eat this by the spoon as a treat in the afternoon. Like I don't even put it on anything. Yum. I just have a couple of spoonfuls when I'm a bit peckish. It's so good. Peanut butter is, is you know, a really just delicious thing that I also could eat every single day or even every meal. I think what I appreciated is there was a brief time when it sort of got rebranded almost like it was a health food, like peanut butter is like good for you. You put it in a smoothie along with other really horribly healthy items and it's like, yeah, this is good for you. And I was like, I'm going to run with that concept. Yum. (laughs) I'm going to have a perfect little protein-packed spoonful of peanut butter at three o'clock yeah i think it was the protein hook it was the protein hook people like protein it must be healthy whereas is protein it's vegan i'm like it's also full of delicious delicious fats (laughs) no problem with that but like it's not exactly a health food but that what it is is fucking great so that's ridiculously delicious peanut butter it's a very easy name to remember you can find it in most grocery stores i believe I don't, you know, it is what it is. Enjoy. Your mileage might vary if you are allergic to nuts, for example. Love it. Don't go with Love it. it. Love it. Let's do it. Well, thank you for this excellent uh, jaunt through all our favorite things. So, Roberts. Um, oh, pleasure as always. I want to remind everyone about our Christmas newsletter. Sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up at highlyenthused.substack.com and join us on Instagram at highlyenthused. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. You'll see us then. Bye. Bye.